0: Hello, cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John. On today's episode, we're talking with CEO and co-founder Khalid from Stevitz. Stevitz is an interesting non-custodial wallet. I'm going to go ahead and let you listen to the podcast and hear Khalid give you the details on what Stevitz is all about. He is an interesting guy, by the way. I admire him a lot, man. This is guy khalid ceo is a well-deserved title this man has a vision so if you're looking for someone that's very inspirational listen to this podcast listen to khalid and how he envisions things you know it's all about the team all about the team seriously listen to him he's awesome with that said stack sats and huddle adios Crypto and welcome back to another episode of cryptocurrency chat. Today I'm with my co-host, Crypto Mike. How you doing, Mike? Pretty good. Pretty awesome, good. awesome. Now, do you know what Stebits is? Have you heard about Stebits? This is a not ne- much. Not much. Well, that's that's okay because guess what? We do actually have somebody on the podcast to talk about Stebits. We have CEO and co-founder Khalid. How you doing mr khalid
1: doing good thank you for having me on and the way to pronounce it is actually uh stibits uh so s-t-i-b-i-t-s it's a platform yeah stibits
0: awesome well go ahead i want to know what stibits is about
1: stibits allows you to send and receive cryptocurrency using a human identifier so in other words, if I were to send you funds, I can directly send it to your name, your email, or your phone number. And you can get that within the Stibbets app um, much easier than trying to guess the public keys or trying to ask for it. So it kind of connects people with cryptocurrency in a user experience, UI, uh, graphical user interface. That's the vision of Stibbets. Some people that use it, they usually tell me, Hey, this reminds me of Venmo for blockchain. So that's what kind of feedback we have been getting so far from that's users what, that use what the it product.
0: Looks like, I'm checking out the website. So for the crypto out there listening to the podcast, you go to Stibits. S T I B I T S dot com. dot com. Now, it, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks more or less, I would say, pretty close to like, I guess, PayPal, right? looks almost like a, just a digital wallet which is pretty cool right
1: yeah but, yeah yeah that's, that's right off yeah that's just exactly how people have uh, uh described it as it as they start using it yeah yeah
0: so let's actually go back a little bit i'm always curious about my my guest speakers are are about who they are and what they've done in the past prior to what they're currently doing so Khalid, if you don't mind just telling us what you did, because I obviously you did something prior to this. And I'm always curious, what did you do prior to what you're currently doing now?
1: Well, yeah, the story goes back pretty far back, I would say 10 years, seven, 10 years ago. Um, I've always been involved in the payment industry software. Uh, I've always loved apps, making products, services that help people make things easier. So we started with payments. Um, As you guys know, there's Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and there's something called Interchange. So if I were to purchase something from a business owner using a credit card, the business owner ends up paying something called Interchange. Interchange, what that does is that the bank distributes the credit card transaction fee. So credit card transaction fee, 2%, 3% two and a half percent, depending on what kind of card you use. Right. So let's say I have a capital one card and capital one says, if you use this card, we will give you 2% cash back or I'll give you 10 airline miles or something like that. Right. So most people do not know that the person that pays this 2% is the business owner, right? So if I were to use my capital one card to buy donuts, I get 2% cash back. Capital One does not give me this 2% cash back. It's the donut shop that gives me the 2% cash back. So they collect it from them and they give it back to me, which has benefits. Of course, Um, it allows the donut shop to collect more sales because I am incentivized to shop shop there. It also benefits um, the bank. Uh, it, it, It kind of benefits all parties and there's many parties involved. And... As you guys may know or not know, Apple Pay also comes in the picture. Apple Pay negotiated with interchange um, to also get a cut of that transaction. I believe Apple Pay collects maybe five basis points or ten basis points. I'm not quite sure, but so there's a there's a pie that's waiting to be collected with each credit card transaction. So I was involved in this um, ecosystem for many years, and the company that was um, that was kind of uh, under the umbrella of what's called First Data. First Data is the biggest processing company, from what what I gather and learn in the world. They do, I would, say they were doing, I think, 2,000 transactions a second. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but they were doing a lot of transactions. <clears throat> so one day, um, there was this bulletin board came out uh, or news that Five Serve, Five Serve is another payment processing company giant company which was more ha- had a more global reach they announced they would buy first data first data at the time was not blockchain friendly they were um more into you know interchange Visa MasterCard just doing things the way it's been done for many many years so Pfizer comes out and I read their blogs and they're talking about blockchain one day blockchain this we're gonna do this we're gonna do that So I said, oh, I I should prepare for this. In the meantime, I was already experimenting with blockchain and cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and learning it as much as I could. Uh, And this was, uh, I would say, three, four years ago. Um, That's the time frame where announcement came. So I said, I'm already working with first data. I'm I am uh, helping business owners accept credit cards. I am working on a POS system called the Clover POS. So those users or viewers or listeners that don't know what Clover is, Clover is a POS system that business owners use to collect um, credit card payments, right? So I can go to your shop. Yeah, it's pretty abundant now. When it first came out, uh, it was a radically new thing because it was the first POS, from my knowledge, that it had an app store. Like iPhone has an app store. Mm-hmm. Android has an app store, which is called Google Play. Clover had an app store. Uh, they also called it App Store. Now it's called More Tools. I guess Apple probably said you can't use App Store. name. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called More Tools. And if you press More Tools, you'll see all these apps. So when this Clover POS came out, I said, wow, you know, I've always wanted to. I know business owners' needs because I speak with them on a daily basis. They're always telling me their pain points. So just uh, just some advice to listeners out there always listen to uh, pain points. That's how you can make a good product. Um, See where the frustration is, see where the difficulties are, and uh, try to work around that. So the pain points... Fantastic
0: advice.
1: Yeah, the pain points where I can't do this, you know, my POS doesn't do this, I can't do this kind of discount, I can't offer this incentive to a business owner, I can't do a loyalty, but my big but but the bigger but the bigger businesses can do all this stuff like taco bell can do this chipotle can do this i can't do this right so now they have this pos it's waiting to be programmed to allow them to do these things so i said oh you know what now these small uh, mom and pop shops can compete against the bigger brands right because we can write the code into the pos make an app and allow them to compete so this is where the uh, idea of, of the uh, the clover pos came about to do that <clears throat> so we started building apps for the clover pos uh, interestingly the first app we did <clears throat> was something called fortune receipt it was a very simple app it was just to prove the concept to see if people will gravitate towards this uh it was a receipt prints out on the pos and at the very bottom it will give you a fortune quote like like almost like a cookie right you know That's when you go to a awesome yeah. So when you go to a local shop or local restaurant, you have the uh, Chinese um, restaurants. Uh, there's there's they give you a little uh, like Panda. Yeah. What's it called? Panda Panda, Panda Express? Express. Yeah. Panda mm-hmm. Express. Yeah. They give you a little uh, c- a cookie and you open it, and there's a little coat in there. It's pretty cool. People love that experience. So I figured, hey, you know what, I can do this on the receipt without having a fortune cookie. Right. So I said it was a very simple idea and uh, you know, I work with my team. I had a developer. We could brainstorm the, the ideas, uh, what what quotes to put in there, and it would randomly generate a different quote uh, for each receipt. So it was simple, um, but the idea behind it was let's see if this concept works, and let's see if people download the app. Let's see if people like it. Let's see if it brings customers again and again. So those were the three three things we were looking for. Will it will people download the app? Will people uh, like, will customers like reading the quotes? And will they come again to get another quote? So I, so that's the premise we went off of. So we developed the app, we launched it. And then um, a few months went by and I started started seeing the downloads trickle. It went, you know, 100, 200, 300, it's kind of picked up slowly. And after that, I just didn't really think too much of it. And then people started um, talking about it um emailing me like this is such a great idea it's pretty cool and that even then it didn't really hit me until i went to my local farmer's market in my city to buy some produce and he has a clover there i said oh clover i i I programmed this machine you know me and my team he gives me a receipt and and there you go he has my app installed i was like whoa (laughs) so when you have an app that's somebody using in your own town Right. It kind of it's like really amazing feeling. It's like, whoa, you actually downloaded this app and you're using it. It was just really cool to see that because you're thinking like people that are going to use your app. They're located like, you know, different states or different towns. Right. Yeah. You don't expect them to be in your own town in your closest farmer's market. So that was that was the first um, glimpse or or, or or of me um, making software pro- software um for for a POS or, or 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 just software in general, and while we were making this, I was you know lear- learning about crypto uh, in my spare time, blockchain payments, um, helping business owners, credit card payments, and then and then Fiserv, uh, is announcing that hey we're gonna we're going to uh, become blockchain friendly. We see this as the future. Um, I said you know what I should prepare for this. You know I should. Um, learn more and develop um, an application for blockchain because, because, you know, if you don't innovate, you're going to slowly disappear. You know, competitors will come by. So that's, that's how the, uh, that's how I got into blockchain, how I got into the credit card uh, business. They all kind of came together. Um, And, and, and then so we slowly started developing um, something called, I mean, we started developing Stibbits because I saw the potential of, blockchain payments because I was already in payments itself you know helping business owners take payments and step by step um uh, we um uh, we, we try to get the the Stibitz app to work with the Clover POS right so after some time we did the first successful POS blockchain transaction using Ravencoin right wow um, yeah, okay, so,
0: so before I, I mean, before, before we move forward, yeah. I just want to clarify something for the cryptonauts out there listening, because we actually do quite regularly use the acronym POS. The, in this particular case, the Clover POS is not proof of stake. It is point of sale. It's a system that you use to create transactions. That's what the Clover machine is, right?
1: Yes, yes. Oh. Point of sale. That's correct. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Clover POS is basically a glorified Android device, right? It's Mm -hmm. a custom Android um, tablet, which is programmed or uh, like, you know how you have Square, which uses the iPad? Yep. Yeah. Clover uses Android, right? But they have, uh, but Android is more open source than iPhone or iOS app or iOS software. So Clover made some kind of agreement with uh, Android Um, to use their underlying software to kind of uh, mold it or work it towards a POS direction. So it's amazing what they did with it. Um, Yeah, it's a point of sale. And within the Clover, something they did, I believe they're the first to do it. Maybe another company may have done it, but they did it on a mass scale, which is to develop an app market. Uh, So that's how the idea of the software Fortune Receipt, which I called it the first app we did, just to kind of test the concept. Do people download? software on their POS, or is this something that is not possible or is not willing to do it? But we found out that people do indeed download apps on their POS, and people do indeed want to experiment and try new things to keep their customers, keep them loyal, keep them coming back, compete against the bigger brands. So from that, we developed another app, another app. We did, we did several other apps, but all while doing the stuff, we were, all, we were already developing, um, working on Stibits at the same time. Um, as as we you know, try to integrate the two together. And we eventually meshed the two together about four or five months ago. Uh, and I tweeted about it and it got a lot of retweets, a lot of uh, uh, positive feedback. People really love that. Because one thing with blockchain is, I'm not sure if you guys know this or not, but I'm sure you do. I did a survey using SurveyMonkey because I wanted to see what people think about cryptocurrency. What's the pain points? And unanimously they said that they can't buy anything with it. It's very hard. They said we have Bitcoin or Ravencoin or Bitcoin Cash, but it's very hard to buy stuff with it. You know, if there was a way for us to kind of walk to a shop and just scan and pay for it, mm-hmm. we would utilize it. You know, this is what the, the the survey taught us. Even though I kind of already knew that, but it's always good to do a survey. So you you know, you do a survey with 50, 100 people um and the survey indicated that people want to use their cryptocurrency bank payments because right now a lot of people are just hodling, you know hoping the price goes up price goes up but there's a there's a huge market out there that people want to buy stuff with cryptocurrency you know maybe it's not with bitcoin but they want to use maybe ravencoin or litecoin they want to go to the pos uh you know instead of giving a credit card they want to scan their phones scan the qr code and the POS does everything by itself. So that that was some survey we did, which allowed us to do that. And when we did implement the two, um, our feedback from Twitter, from users, uh, kind of collaborated or they resonated. In other words, our survey uh, proved to be true based on what people wanted. And when we did it, people liked it. So that's how we kind of uh, realized there was potential in this. And as we await for five serve to to um kind of go with their vision which when they were first announced to buy first data as you know uh when you have a big corporation merging with another or buying them out it takes time for them to finally do what they have in their mission statement mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which is to you know uh, to. Uh, i don't have their exact exact mission statement uh, with me but but their but their overall long-term um, um, goal is to allow blockchain payments I think that will happen I don't know exactly when but we are ready for it because we have integrated it so when the time comes and they want to make it native to the app instead of downloading an app it, it, we ha- we can uh, collaborate collaborate with FiveServe and say hey um this thing that you guys talked about, Two years ago, we have done it. Um, you know, reach out to us. It's in the app market. You don't have to make it downloadable. You can just make it part of the app. Because Clover is known for taking an app that's being an app and making it, making a native native. In other words, you can say is you don't have to download it. It comes with the Clover. You just turn on the Clover, like iPhone. When I when you download iPhone, what do you get? You get calculator. You get calendar. You get a bunch of native. You get. Pre-installed apps. Mm-hmm. So, I uh, so my my thinking is that Clover will eventually have this payment cryptocurrency built into without the user having to download the app to accept it. Just like how the user does not have to download Visa, Mastercard, or um, you know different payment options. Yeah. It's built into it. Um, what they call tender. Um, which tenders do you accept? You accept check, cash, credit card, and then they can have an option for. Um, blockchain. So, so um, yeah, I think that's that. Yeah,
0: I'm glancing through your website, and I actually have a couple questions on this. But before we do that, I want to ask you, Khalid. You you said that you had your your first transaction using the Stibits app with Ravencoin, correct?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Okay. Now I have a, actually a lot of people on the podcast that are from the ravencoin community why because i'm part of the ravencoin community as well and i really like ravencoin so it's nice to have people on the same team get on the podcast and talk more about ravencoin because it's one of those things that it's just so easy to work with so easy to adapt so easy to integrate you know it's it's a beautiful beautiful piece of technology um my, ne- my, ne- my next question for you, Khalid, is when did you get into Ravencoin? Like, when did you first hear about it, and what got you? What like triggered you to get into like, oh, this is something that I want to I, I want to check out and definitely work with.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Ravencoin came about when when um, when we were developing uh, apps for the Clover POS. One of my uh, team members, uh, who later is my co-founder with Divitz, he introduced me to Ravencoin. He said, hey, there's a great coin, um, a new cryptocurrency. Uh, it's a fork of Bitcoin. He just kind of explained the whole process to me. At first, it took me a while to figure it out, look it up, read about it, read the white paper, understand it. Um, and he told me about it. I, I I started just trying to learn more and more about it. And and he told me when it came out in um, 2018, very early in the early stages. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I think you're right. I think you're onto something because this does look like a promising project. And he said, hey, you know, um, uh, and I've I've already in my mind mapped out that, you know, we have to learn this technology, blockchain, make it work with payments. And then he also had his uh, vision about building an ecosystem. And so we kind of talked about it, collaborated. What can we do with Ravencoin? What can we do with payments? And so what what happened is, is that Tron and Ravencoin team in Utah were already, um, you know, working and they were looking for developers and uh, trying to build out uh, the Ravencoin ecosystem. So I said, "Hey, um, my my co-founder um, uh, Ben, uh, he goes by Ben Motaz." I said, "You know, um, I think um, he he suggested the idea to me that you know he should uh, go to Utah and help out with this project." I agreed. I said, you know what? That's a great idea. Go ahead. Let's do that. Um, so we flew. I, he's a, he's the technical side uh, of, of of all this stuff. Um, I have some technical skills, but he's super technical. So I, I said, you know what? Uh, let's support this project. Let's um, let's uh, you can go ahead and go to Utah. I uh, will cover the expenses. Um, so that's that's how um, that's how he got involved in the project. Uh, he started working with the team over there. Um, build out, build out. Helped, helped as much as he could, and and uh, in the Ravencoin wallet, he helped um, contribute to that, the code and all that. And nice. and he was there for about three, six months. Um, just just um, providing um, his 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 skill set, which he which uh, which he still continues to uh, offer on the side here and there. But with from from learning about Ravencoin, the Clover blockchain uh he he started seeing the potential like i was seeing the potential as you know when there's technical co-founder and then there's the other co-founder who's not so technical um some things that i may see possible he will see it through a technical lens he says well it's possible but we have to do it this way to get there right so i'm always collaborating with them like hey i want to do this can we do that he says yes but we have to do this and then you know he, he he's very he's very technical so some words he t- uses with me i have to look it up and like try to figure out what he's talking about um but but that's 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 how the companies are formed you know you so far what i've noticed so far what i've
0: noticed talking with you is that you're absolutely a ceo you talk like one you think like one. you have a vision and you are just just Focused on that, and that's like CEO power, one hundred percent, right there. No joke. I mean, it's awesome to talk to you, just to hear you. That's so influencing. I love it. Um, I I do have a question. Did you did you do any mining of Ravencoin or did you actually work on any other blockchain uh, in regards to like mining or just test not code?
1: Any... Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I did mine in the early days. Um, I bought some GPUs. Uh, I had about ten of them, I believe or nine, something like that. Um, I did mine it for many, many months. Uh, one thing with me is I always want to dab into stuff just to, even though I'm, I'm not technical, but just doing it allows you to see what's going on. So whether that's um, mining, whether you call that, you know, going behind the code and looking at it, just for me to, like with websites, you know, I, I like to kind of like log into the back end, just kind of see it, even though I may not fully understand it, I'd like to appreciate it just to see like the code being written uh, just to kind of see the flow so even with mining while I was mining I still you know I don't fully comprehend you know how the how is how is distributed you know all these things um, but just doing it, it it kind of allows me to kind of uh, see what these what the technical people are, 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 are so excited about <laughs> so um yeah that's yeah i did i did mine for 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 many many months it was, it was, a, it was a great opportunity for me
0: Khalid, sorry about the dog that's barking in the background that is the crypto dog every single time <laughs> keep in mind the dog doesn't bark when i'm not doing a podcast only when i'm doing the podcast the dog will bark so all the po- how <laughs> the listeners out there know the crypto dog only when i'm on the podcast so yeah i wanted to ask you uh actually you know what I, keep, I want to know more about you, but actually, let's, let's move forward. Let's move forward. We'll probably save some more questions for, for another podcast. Now, in regards yeah. to Stibitz, my question on that is, it looks like it's a non-custodial wallet, right? It's a non-custodial a crypto wallet, and it looks like it. what you can do is deposit your crypto and then use tap-to-pay features directly from your phone through the app to make purchases in real time. Is that how it works more or less?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's non-custodial. So we did something pretty innovative with the app. Um, And as you know, we're always updating the app. I mean, lately we've been updating the app like twice, three times a week, four times a week. We're just constantly improving it. So here's how it works. You create your human identifier. So when you install the app, it's pretty simple. I'll walk the audience, the listeners, how to do it. So iOS app store, Android coming soon, Maybe by the time you're hearing this podcast, check the Android store too. But as of right now, as of what today's date, uh, April, it's available in the iOS app store. When you download the app, um, it'll ask you um, your name, your email, phone number, right? This way users can send you um, cryptocurrency such as Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ravencoin, and more cryptocurrency will be added soon right to your human identifier. So I can see, for example, I can say, there's. let's say somebody's, I download the app and then I recognize my buddy John is on there. Well, I find John and I make sure it's the same John with the same phone number that I know, not another John. I can just send him cryptocurrency. Um, same thing with the email. So I can search somebody's email that I know. Obviously the email, the person's not shown, but if you, if you know their email, you can send it to them like PayPal, right? You put their email address in there. If PayPal sees that email exists on their records, you can send it to them. If it doesn't, you can't, it'll give you an error or tell you this person does not exist. Um, so uh, Stibitz uh, it, it kind of utilizes the same same kind of mindset or same approach to make it work. Uh, so once you create your profile, uh, you have your twelve words, which you are given the option to back up. So early on, we found out that we found out that most people do not back it up. How did I find this out? Well, I had my buddy Chris and uh, some other users download the app, and when they lost their phones or when they did something or they forgot their password, uh, and they had some cryptocurrency in there. They're they like, oh my gosh, Khalid, how do I get my coins? You know, I lost my phone, or this happened, that happened. So we found out early on that no matter how many warnings you put up on the app to write down your 12 words, people don't do it. They don't even take a screenshot. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I've, what we... I've done
0: that many times. Actually, it's part of my personal history as well. I've actually lost my, my, uh, my private keys one time when I was moving from one, one place to another, and in in the process i misplaced my private keys and i tell everyone the stories that now i just kind of sit there and look at my crypto on the blockchain like yeah i i used to own that now i don't know where my private keys are at and i can't access those coins
1: yeah yeah so you see your funds on the blockchain yeah especially early bitcoin people you know they're probably watching their 500 grand (laughs) just sit there yeah so um so what we did was i talked to my co-founder i said hey here's the struggles we're facing um, what's a technical way of solving this because we want to, you know, the idea of stibits is to make it easier, not harder, you know, because we can't get everybody to save it. And he went back to the drawing board, um, got together with the rest of the team. He said, hey, let's do this. Those people that don't want to press, don't want to write it down, we can save it to iCloud, right? The, the Their uh, seed phrase, uh, the 12 words. The, um, so that way, in case they don't write it down, they have a backup. And most people trust iCloud. Some people don't. Those that trust it feel uh, iCloud can protect, uh, you know, their um, their coins, uh, or per- in, in case they lose their phone, it's it's a. I mean, what's what's worse, uh, losing your phone with with fifty thousand Ravencoin or or, two, or ten Bitcoin, and uh, not being able to get it, or have it on iCloud and finding a, another phone, installing Stibits and press restore from iCloud, right? <laughs> So I would go with that restore option, right? So yep. you know, uh, some people, uh, there's two two sides. I know there's some people that are really hardcore with non-custodial. You know, no server should have access to my private keys. It should all be on my phone. Nobody can else can touch it. We don't like custodial. Yeah, that's true. But then when you when you go into the real world, people are not writing it down, right? So yeah. what's the advantage? if if you can't uh, force or you, you know you can't i can't tell people hey if you don't write it down you can't use the app no longer because you're not following the rules right i can't do that i can't force them especially but i can since, say hey you know, especially
0: since it's non-custodial yeah. and you don't really have the uh, the i don't from my understanding you don't even have that privilege to to do anything with with their wallets because it's it's non-custodial so and it, it, from my understanding you can't do anything there's nothing you can do
1: yeah, yeah. So why not uh, make it super simple for them? When they install the app, it ask you a question: Would you like to back this up to iCloud? Yes, no, right? Yeah. Back it up, and if you do, you, and then uh, and then maybe maybe uh, you buy you have some uh, cryptocurrency, and then six years later, you're like, hey, you know what? Six years ago, I downloaded this app called Stibbits, and I you know I, I remember I had like some cryptocurrency, and now it's worth like eighty thousand uh, dollars. Let me see if I can get it. So you go to <laughs> you know it's like you go to your you know you don't even have to have the Stibitz app no longer let's say Stibitz app at that time you don't longer using it go to your icloud and you have your keys right there right so so yeah we're just trying to um help users um make it easy for them in case that does happen to them so it does it automatically by a simple uh, request and then you can have it saved to icloud so if you lose your phone download Stibitz app on a different phone it's going to say, Hey, we recognize your iCloud. You have a backup here. You want to restore it, press restore. Everything is back. Good to yes. go. If you lose your phone again. Just repeat the same process. If you go, you know what? I don't trust iCloud no more because Apple did this and that and their privacy is not good enough. I don't trust them. Remove from iCloud. Right? So you can do that and then just write it down the 12 words, put in a safe somewhere. You have the paper version as well, or you can have both versions. So it's just giving users more options to do that. So that's the goal of Stibitz, is to build out this ecosystem. As we see trends happening, we pivot. You know, we're not not set in a specific way where we're going to build exactly this one thing. And if people are asking for this and this, we're not going to be like, no, um, we we already have this one roadmap. Uh, You know, we didn't have in the roadmap that we're going to back up to iCloud. But when we saw people using it, and getting their feedback, we're like, oh, we have to solve this problem. So that's
0: interesting. So we, we're always because new. there's only one other wallet that I know that does this, um, and that's the Coinbase non-custodial wallet. They're the only ones that I know, other than um, Stibitz that does this. And I believe there, it's the same reason customers are complaining that they they don't have access to the wallet. And you know, thinking that Coinbase is a centralized entity that they're able to tap into a non-custodial wallet, but nope, that's not necessarily true. Because if you're, if you're in charge of your own private keys, then it is what it is. Like you are your banker period. No one else has, has access to that other than you and your private keys. So yeah,
1: like Andre said, um, your keys, uh, your coin with great, with, with, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Right? So when you have all that responsibility of protecting your funds, uh, you know, you have to be vigilant not to lose those keys, uh, because if you do, you lose your money. You know, there's no there's no one hundred number to call in to get your money back. Um, so so, you know, it's good to have that backup option just in case. Yeah. Coinbase. Yeah. Custodial Wallace offer that. I'm sure other companies will follow what we're doing. Uh, maybe some of them are already working on this, um, but it's, it's 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 good to give users options, because, uh, again, our, our vision was to make it easy for the mass users, for the majority of users. And we want to see people, you know, that never doesn't know about cryptocurrency, open the app and say, hey, I want to send my son um, some cryptocurrency. You know, uh, you know, one thing we were talking about is saying, uh, you know, allow grand- our grandmas and grandpas use cryptocurrency and make it super simple for them. They don't have to write down nothing. They just open the app, you know, like Venmo. Mm-hmm. Uh, make the user experience very fluid, easy um to simplify for them. So we're we're and we're constantly struggling um to do that, make it easier uh, I'm, along I'm the of, way.
0: That's a, that's an amazing thing. I like the way that you're See, once again, that's why you are the CEO because you have this vision, you are trying to simplify this for the the layman person out there. It's so easy. I, I like I'm telling you, man. I'm starting to become a fan of you right away, Khalid. I like the way yeah. you think. I like the way you think.
1: Um, but yeah, all credit doesn't always go to me. Too we have, I mean, my my co-founder Ben, he's you know he also you know plays a huge role because uh, we we you know when we have two people with two different views, visions. I wouldn't say two different visions, but two different uh, experiences. They kind of come together and make things work. Uh, a lot of um, if you read the stories of uh, founders, they're always one technical and one non-technical. Typically, that's the case. Steve Wozniak, Apple job. I'm not, you know, I'm not comparing you know, that we're like that, but I'm just saying oh, yeah. cool it's pretty cool. Yeah. Typically it, it comes like that you got Bill Gates and then you got, uh, what was his uh, co-founder's name? Forgot his name. You guys know his name? Um, I know he passed away recently. Um, ah,
0: what's his name? Uh, sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I can look it up, but your users can, uh, listeners can find out. Co-founder of, of, of uh, Microsoft. So, yeah, Paul Allen, there you go. Paul, Paul Allen. Allen, okay. Oh, okay. So, Paul Allen was the uh even though Bill Gates uh was also a coder, uh he himself you know, but Paul Allen also was his other half that he came to came to in terms of uh, forming a company came together. So yeah, all credit so does not go to me. So
0: ben is your Paul Allen.
1: Uh he is the Steve Wozniak, <laughs> I mean the coder. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Okay.
0: Paul Allen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I haven't read too much about Paul Allen, but I know he played a significant role in, uh, let me in, ask you in something. Uh, so
0: yeah. in, in regards to your transitions from, from Clover to creating the fortune, uh, receipt at app and now working on Stibbets, I, I noticed that you used the word team. You're always using the word team, this team, my team or you know our team. Is it the same team that you worked with since the beginning? or have you been able to just uh, transition with another group and be able to mold uh, with a new project?
1: That's that's a great question. Uh, One thing I try to do is try to keep uh, people motivated, passionate, um, and I've been very fortunate to keep most people still working um, on the project um, and staying intact, which is very hard to do uh, these days. Like uh, Bill Gates uh, said, if it wasn't for the top 10 in this company, the rest would be almost difficult. You know, the rest of the employees usually, usually said like top 10 that kind of makes everything come together. And of course, all the other employees benefit the whole company as well. So I always try to keep the top original people that helped. We collaborated with, we started working together, um, you know, on board because they, they know the history, they know what we went through. They know uh, how everything comes together and, and and when other employees want to join the team, they see, um, they see that the people stuck around through difficult times, through easy times, and it kind of motivates them that you know they're onto something great because they went through all these ups and downs, and they're still pushing, and they're still building, and they're still um, growing, right? So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, when I say team, um, like on my Twitter profile, by the time you read this, it may change. You know i mentioned on there that you know talent talent wins games i got this quote from somebody and i used it uh, on my uh, twitter profile so i'll read it to you right now uh talent wins games but teamwork and intelligence wins championships right so that's why i use the word team because it's not just me uh, you know i i try to express the vision um but of course it's the team behind it that we execute because there's lots of things that, you know, it's very overwhelming if you try to uh, do it by yourself. You have to have you see, have to delegate the tasks to the see, right Kaleed, people.
0: That, the Kaleed, right that's team. why you have the title CEO, man. You're keeping the team together. That's a beautiful thing, man. That's not an easy job either, man. It it it, it does it does get stressful without a doubt. And that's why you you're holding that username right now that you got. You're holding it very proudly, I assume the 10x rule that's that's straight from grant cardone himself so i'm guessing you are a grant cardone uh fan right grant cardone is uh it's awesome the latest guy. book i
1: read uh it's the latest book i read uh you know if you work hard you can magnify things um you know it takes a lot of just uh, it's just to kind of remind me i use that for my discord i was coming up with the name and i i just <laughs> Just at that time I was reading his book and I was like oh let me just read cuz all the names I was trying to take was taken <laughs> so yeah. I just you know, so speaking yeah, of I tried working hard read. speaking of working hard yeah.
0: can you can you be honest how 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 many hours do you put in a day during the most heaviest times of, of coding of developing this particular uh, product
1: um uh, well I don't typically code it I mostly I do some back end work which is not coding it's mostly um right now most of the efforts i put um is trying to you see how i can word it so right now i'm doing both the clover and the stibits, right the stibits is a blockchain uh app on the iphone and then you have clover which is in the businesses inside businesses. Okay. So know. for clarification, yeah. I, I, I yeah. thought,
0: I thought you actually transitioned out of Clover, but it sort of sounds like now you are still working with Clover.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. We're still working with Clover. Uh, cause, cause eventually the two will mesh together. Right. Uh, that's the idea. So, okay, uh, yeah. Um, so think of it this way. Think of um, Microsoft building software for IBM. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually Microsoft, um said you know we can you know if, if 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 ibm won't accept us into their ecosystem as a native software we'll make our own right we're not saying we're going to do that but we have stibits in case you know um clover uh says you know we we we, we will not make uh, blockchain payments native into the prop into the clover itself It has to be installed uh, or something comes along. We always have Stibits, you know, that can, with the API integration, people can use it like Shopify, WooCommerce. We'll always have that e-commerce available. But we do wish to make it physical on on a POS where people don't have to always rely on internet. They can actually come inside the store and buy it. So we want to offer a complete API integration. Yeah. Uh, So Clover, yeah. So Stibits will take some time for, uh, for it to become... What you call it? Um, uh, profitable, uh, like any company like WhatsApp, Instagram. What you do first is you get users, right? And right. then you get thousands, hundreds, millions users. And then it, is, it creates a network effect. Uh, so our vision is to get lots of users. We don't charge anything for the app. We, we, we're we not. Do, we're, yeah, we're people download it. They start using it, uh, you know, and it, and then even with the Clover, our users right now, they're not paying anything to use it on the Clover either. So we're just trying to grow the network.
0: Okay, that was actually one of my questions. And we're gonna get ready to wrap it up here in about maybe 10 more minutes. Um, That that was actually one of my questions. I'm very curious, you know, you you have to feed yourself. You gotta feed, your your team needs to eat, they got families, people need to eat. So there's gotta be some sort of income coming in. Yeah, that's what Clover- um... Go ahead.
1: Oh, sorry, go ahead. You could finish your
0: question. I was just gonna ask, how are you making any income off of this?
1: Yeah. OK, so that's a really great question. So Clover uh, gives you this option to monetize your app in the Clover App Store. So when I mentioned earlier that we had an app called Fortune Receipts, that's just one of the many apps we have. We have a um, discount app, we have coupon app, we have online ordering app, right? We have different apps for the Clover because earlier on, early on, I mentioned that when I used to help business owners with their payment processing, they would give me feedback of what was missing in their POSs, and I've always had that ideas of what they needed, and, but the but the POS companies did not allow developers to build on it. The only way to do it was to make your own POS, um, and like like making your own phone, uh, and then doing it that way. Of course, that's very very difficult to do. So when Clover came along, all those ideas I had in my mind of making those things easier for business owners. Uh, We just went step-by-step, made it. So while we we were building the Stibitz app, we were already building coupons, discounts. um, What else? Uh, We had online orders, right? So online orders, orders. Hmm. uh, what happened is during the COVID, uh, online orders just accelerated. Uh, I'm sure you guys know this. Everybody Mm -hmm. started ordering online. So we happened to have that timing correct uh, where we built an online ordering app for the clover which is called smart online order which you can find in the clover app that app uh, um, basically it went up a lot because everybody started looking for an online order app and um we ha- we were available we were ready and this is how we fund both stibitz we fund uh and we funded the uh, clover we 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 uh we use funds from that too because they all complement each other. Because Stibitz is part of the master plan.
0: Interesting. Okay, let me ask you. Uh, Stibitz is on a blockchain, correct?
1: That's correct. Yes.
0: Which Which blockchain is it using?
1: Oh, when you say which blockchain is it using, so so Stibbits is is more of a. Um, it's using the the blockchain. Uses right now is right now we have three. We have we're using uh, Bitcoin. Ravencoin, Bitcoin Cash, soon we will add uh, Ethereum and uh, Litecoin and a few other coins we're going to add to it. If you look at the website it tells you what it's being added. So it's non-custodial. So you have to like T0 like Ravencoin. Uh we we also have problems to solve as you know blockchain technology. Uh, people say it's like the early 90s of the internet, you know. Yeah. So there's syncing. you have to do blockchain sync. Uh we're trying to solve that as well so that way it syncs instantly within a few seconds uh i know when i first downloaded the desktop wallet for ravencoin i had to wait like 24 hours to sync right mm-hmm. i'm not sure if you guys mm-hmm. had to go through that so yeah. we're trying to solve all these things um to make it faster now, easier I'm, I'm
0: assuming that the yeah. user using Stibbits is not having to deal with this right i'm assuming that it's going to be just a mirrored copy allowing them uh just a light uh, light access into these blockchains, right? Into these networks. Yeah, exactly,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we're not a smart contract, we're not using Ethereum, no. We're just, uh, we're just connecting to the blockchain, yeah. So um, so like so if you, you go through- So to you,
0: are, radio... you are hosting, somebody from the company is hosting these these uh, blockchain nodes.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So, so if your hardware
0: it. goes down, is it cloud-based or is it physical-based? Are you guys- We're at... using
1: AWS.
0: AWS okay all right that's, that's yeah
1: cool. I know uh, Tron recently tweeted out um, how to do it with uh, digital ocean for each user to put out uh, make uh, to I think see, he mentioned something about 25 bucks a month for many users to make a digital ocean account and to become a node themselves um, so these things all help out help us out it helps the whole Ravencoin ecosystem um, and it, it helps with with with, with the whole thing so if it, the more people that do that it, it helps everybody out um so we're we're trying to work with that as well um trying trying ways to make the sync faster um, so right now if I were to send you a transaction using stibits um you, you you'll get it uh, right away right so i was talking to ben my co-founder and i said you know we know bitcoin transactions take long time to get there you know you have to wait um, uh, and then, but I, so he, 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 uh, as I was talking to him, I said, you know, some transactions we can send right away. Cause you, you know, um, how many confirmations, uh, I think Binance does 60 confirmations last time I checked. So I was talking to him, like we have to do some transactions pretty quickly. Cause if you do it in a POS environment, nobody's going to hang around 10, 15 minutes, five minutes to confirm with the business owner, they got the funds. Right. Mm-hmm um, before they walk out. So he was telling me that he can, uh, there's ways where if the transaction is less than $5, he can do less confirmations. If it's more than $50, do more confirmations, you know, um, these are things that we're discussing. Um, you know, he can explain these things better than you, better than me, sorry, better than me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he's uh i mean but but these are the things that we've experienced in the real real world you know when we had our first donut shop use ravencoin transactions you know we we uh we try to think it through we go okay so let's say a customer comes in there he buys six dollars worth of donuts and um you know should, should he wait around there two minutes to confirm that hey you got the funds right should he is it should he wait a few a minute or so um what if he buys 80 dollars and uh you know and the network doesn't confirm it or something right so these are all things we're trying to think through uh to make it easier for the users so you know if you ever do get ben on here you know you can ask him the same question uh at the time when we have progressed uh, to to make these things more seamless uh so it's instant uh you know he can answer that for you
0: are you guys considering a stipets coin as an airdrop or oh uh, actually
1: that's something we talked about, but as of right now, we have no plans for that. Um, okay. And as you guys saw from our last pivot, um, whenever we see market trends happening and we're doing something similar, we will pivot. Um, and I'm sure you found me by Ravencoin auction or the auction on Ravencoin on Brave Land, Ravencoin yeah. campus. So we were already working on a marketplace for NFT purchase uh and and Joshua reached out to me and said, "Hey Khalid, we have a virtual world where you can have an office there and to help grow the RavenCoin ecosystem." And he said, "If you could, if you want to join, you can." I looked into it, downloaded Vervella, uh visited the campus. As I was walking around, I saw stuff hanging on the wall. I said, "You know what? This is pretty cool. I see what I see the possibilities here." NFTs, digital, virtual world, the two connected. I said, you know what? We can put NFTs here in this digital world and people can buy it. Right. So so I, I put a tweet out and I mentioned, you know, we're gonna put NFTs up on the walls here, people can buy it. And we had a Ravencoin meetup on a Friday. And after the meetup, I took everybody to the Expo Hall. I said, Hey, let's meet up here at the Expo Hall. There's a portrait of Mona Lisa with the Ravencoin mask. I want to show you guys that you guys can possibly buy in the future so everybody surrounded the mona lisa and and then i was like this is interesting nobody's leaving why is nobody leaving so i so i took advantage of the opportunity i said yeah who wants to offer um you know 50 raven coins for this mona lisa and next thing i know people were like bidding for it and talking about it and nobody was leaving so i said you know this is interesting this there's some amusement around this possibility so I tried to become an auctioneer in that split second. Which <laughs> yeah, I, didn't I, was <laughs> I was there. I was there. Yeah, I was like, well, this is pretty interesting. So anyhow, you that idea set led me to think, you know, this should be a, uh, you know, let me get a real auctioneer on the next one. <laughs> and uh, we had a that real. That was auctioneer
0: so great. Meeting. He was an amazing auctioneer. Yeah, Troy. Troy's awesome. Yeah, yeah, Troy is awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm surprised. Yeah, we're gonna that- have. A, I'm surprised so many people watched the uh, the YouTube video that I recorded from that um, that auction. So it was pretty cool to get a lot of feedback from that cuz I was like one of my most popular videos out there. So that's pretty cool. But not only that. Oh, that's but... awesome. Was
1: that you? Oh, that was you it? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who recorded it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I got a lot of people uh, tweeting me, messaging me, emailing me. We got all these submissions for the next auction. So Uh, As you, for those users that are listening in, uh, we're going to try to have this every Friday. um, Every Friday,
0: awesome. At
1: around four. Yeah, every Friday. Yeah, the last one we had a six p.m., which was we're trying to accommodate global users. So six p.m. works well for most people. Uh, Of course, you know when you do work with the global community, it's hard to pick a perfect time. So six p.m. was pretty good. And
0: that's PST, right?
1: Yeah, Pacific time. Yeah, so yeah. California. Yeah, California. We're in California here. Uh, so we pushed to do it down to four p.m. for this Friday. We're gonna keep it at that uh, for as uh, for the foreseeable future. But remember to always, you know, go to our Twitter page to see the next auction time. But right now we're gonna stick with four p.m. Pacific time. Uh, and if you guys have a design NFT, reach out to me. Reach out to my team, and just tell us uh, why we should auction it for you tell us a story behind it. What made you create it? What's the vision behind it? Tell a good story. Cause that's one thing I learned from the auction. The ones that have a good story set, tends to, uh, go for a higher price. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. if you send me an NFT, oh, yeah. I'm actually, yeah, curious. I didn't, I didn't, really, I'm yeah. curious, Khalid. Can go ahead. You, can
0: you, did they also, did everyone pay up the Raven coin or did some people just not pay up and just take off?
1: No, everybody paid for it. Uh, the only thing we we learned from this experience is that we we should have uh, um, wrote. What what? Here's how we originally envisioned it. Okay, people, the highest bidder pays for it. I, and then I told my team, which we were uh, monitoring in real time. I said, whoever becomes the highest five bidders, go and ask them to come to a table so you can get their information. Um, you know, after I realized, you know, what what was happening is those. Five bidders, they didn't want to go to a table. They want to bid on the next one. <laughs> right. So yeah. they're like, don't take us yeah. away from the action. <laughs> so, um, so we, we, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? Verbella has a feature or this digital world where you can do a private chat to that person. You know, I should have thought about that earlier. But again, these things you learn as you try Absolutely. things out. So, yeah. So now what I'm going to do is, or what we are going to do is uh, the highest two bidders. We're gonna message him a private chat. Hey, you are the highest bidder. Click on this link, fill out the form, uh, so you can get your NFT. Um, just give him instructions. That's
0: awesome. um,
1: The reason why the top two is because just in case one of them come came in there and uh, he is he's just you know he's not really in, intending to buy and he's just kind of doing something not right uh just a backup you know but we're gonna be vetting more bidders make sure they are uh, you know but this one it turned out very well everybody yeah, reached out to us and i
0: also want to plug in the yeah. I, I plug this in too for the cryptonauts out there for everyone that's listening that I, I expect here in the near future they're going to join brave land and hang out at these nft auctions is that the funds that are basically fundraised through this nft auction is actually donated to the Ravencoin Foundation to continue continue uh, to develop uh, the, the the blockchain anymore and the code more, right?
1: Yeah, so here's how it works. Remember, we want to support the artist, we want to support Ravencoin, we want to support developers, right? So there's many different people involved in this hu- huge ecosystem. So without developers, it's Ravencoin Foundation, obviously, as you guys know, um, the funds they typically get is Pay towards developers to build out the ecosystem and we are also a developer ourselves for uh, for ravencoin we try to do a lot with ravencoin so um the the first auction most of the nfts went straight to Ravencoin Foundation like the Mona Lisa the 5000 Ravencoin is sold for went straight to the ravencoin um, the glass the um, project 33 that went all straight to uh, Ravencoin Foundation but artists also need to live they also need to get inspired to bring in design so so what we're doing is we're uh, working out uh, so that everybody gets benefits from this um, new ecosystem of this or this auction. The artists get paid, Ravencoin Foundation benefits. Um, you know, we also are able to support this environment. You know, because it, it requires a huge, it requires like a team to make it coordinated, market it, promote it, collect the funds, send it to the right person, mint it. There's so many things involved. Uh, you off know we top, had to
0: off the top of your head yeah. Khalid, what was the yeah. lowest selling nft on, uh last friday
1: i believe the lowest one was um uh, i think it was 500 raven coin okay. and the highest was 15,000 000 raven coin so uh yeah. i could be wrong on the lowest but i know the highest was 15,000 raven coin which comes out to three thousand dollars as so, of today's price so
0: 1500 being the lowest right
1: uh 500 being the lowest oh, 500, 15 500. Yeah, when I okay. say fifteen thousand, I mean Raven Coin. Uh, so that translates to, as of April two thousand twenty-one, three thousand dollars on that day is sold.
0: So for the asked, out there, for the crypto out yeah. there, this is how easy it is to get into this NFT auction. It's so easy. You download the Raven Coin QT. You use literally five Raven Coin to create your uh, your uh, unique asset. Actually, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. I know you're there, sleeping on the job. What are yeah. you at? Go, <laughs> ahead, go ahead and explain how, NFTs, how N- N- NFTs on Ravencoin are created. Explain to the listeners how easy it is.
1: Yeah, uh, it's as easy as downloading the QT wallet or the mobile wallet and then putting in 500 Raven and minting an asset. And then from there for is it five 500? additional Raven. Okay, so you, you have to create make, a main uh, asset. Yep.
0: But there are people who offer services where they will mint an NFT for you. So if you find these services, all you need is technically five Raven. You create your NFT and you flip that in the auction for as low, so far as of last week, as low as five hundred Raven. That's a hundred X, right? On a yeah, on a technical level. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's very. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys mentioned that. So <clears throat> with Ethereum, last person that told me who's trying to mint something on Ethereum, it cost them hundred bucks. Um, so yeah. this morning with I Raven was trying Coin, to
0: do a transaction this morning, it cost it was going to cost me 200 bucks. Of course, I rejected ooh. that. <laughs> oh, wow,
1: yeah. So, with Ravencoin, uh, the nice thing about Ravencoin is the first NFT will cost you 100 bucks, but the second NFT costs you a dollar, the third costs you a dollar, the fourth costs you a dollar, right? So, it gets uh proportionally cheaper as you create more. So, the first one is always um uh, more expensive because you have to create an asset. So, let's say you create an asset called uh tickets, right? I'm sure that name is already taken, but, and then you go tickets, a forward slash Dodgers forward slash, you know, the serial number, the ticket number. So the forward slash, which is a sub asset costs hundred Raven coin. And then the uh, unique asset, which, which uh, is NFT, uh, Raven coin called the unique asset for many years. And then the word NFT got really popular, just like the word Kleenex, even though it's tissue um you know it just the branding of the name got really popular so even even in our app we're gonna rename it to uh nft because we also use unique assets because that's what um um that's what ravencoin called it and we were using the word issued right issued is fine but uh what's the popular word now minted right Mm -hmm. So uh, we're just oh, trying yeah. to use the new vocabulary too. So that way we don't have to explain to people. Because I, when I tell people, um, you know, unique asset, he's like, what is that? I'm like, NFT. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, go ahead, issue the uh, issue the unique asset. He's like, what do you mean issue? Mint it. Oh, I get it now, mint. So these are new terms people are using. We're trying to use the same words that are more popular. Yeah, so once you create your first NFT, uh, you don't have to make a sub-asset. But if you are trying to categorize it, uh, then you can, then it's recommended to do a Sabbath sub asset. And then you, of course you make your NFT after that.
0: So really quick, there's a question that I missed that I wanted to ask you about, uh, It's, it's quite interesting that you're, you're obviously it's, it's a company, but it's also a non-custodial wallet. Now the SEC, the SEC is very strict on how crypto is, is being moved around is are you required as a company to be KYC and AML compliant? Or is it because it's non-custodial that you don't have
1: to do that? Okay, so that's a very good question. So we partner with um, a company called Simplex. Um, Simplex does the KYC for us. So if you were to buy it, send it, um, right now the Ravencoin wallet itself, uh, as you know, is non-custodial. But when you convert it to USD, then that's when the KYC, all that stuff kicks in. Um, so as of right now, when I talk to some crypto lawyers or crypto legal people, uh, some of their opinions are differ. Like Wyoming is more relaxed. California doesn't really has neutral words. Because when I try to ask California, I'm like, do I need a money transfer license for this? They're like, we're not saying yes. We're not saying no. Uh, so they're not really specific on that i emailed them trying to ask them like what do we need to, for for this um so and then and then as i was trying to solve this problem um trying to figure out i want to make sure everything is covered so that you know we're we're doing things the correct way so all these states have different laws um and one thing they were trying to say is that you need a money transfer license to do these wallets um non-custodial wallets so i i reached out to tron i said hey you know i asked him like man this money transfer license is a pain each state has different rules and it's so super complicated. He said, uh, he just mentioned, well, I don't think you have to worry about that because non-custodial, he kind of threw that word exactly. at me. And I that's said, that's
0: what I was, that's what I was kind of curious about. That's why I was trying to get your insight on that because the wallet is yeah. non-custodial. You're not actually moving the money for the customer. The customer themselves is moving the money.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why when we asked uh, some legal opinion, their, their opinions differ too, very greatly. They're like, they're giving me different answers. So, uh, next Next thing we know is we uh, by my, uh, my co-founder, he says, hey, you know, there's a company called Simplex. They do the KYC for you. They do all that stuff for you so you don't have to touch it. Um, and I said, oh, really? So I looked into them, and there's a few of them like that. There's Simplex, there's Wise, there's MoonPay. Um, obviously, these companies got super busy lately because of yeah. the Bitcoin. Price Actually,
0: I was going to mention that. So a lot of these companies that you are mentioning I recognize them right off the bat. They are crypto friendly. They work with blockchain uh, companies doing the uh, KYC and AML. So, and I'm sure they're overwhelmed with all these companies going to them, uh, requesting their services.
1: Oh yes, yes, they are. Moonpay, um, they're all, you know, it's luck- luckily we, we, we uh, got hold of them right before they got super busy. So Simplex, uh, we're, we integrated with Simplex where you can buy Ravencoin, Bitcoin, and Bitcoin Cash. Um, using Simplex. So Simplex originally did not support Ravencoin. So we had to kind of uh, educate them or tell them. Uh, not I don't I don't want to say the word educate, but to, tell them how to do it because the way they're used to it, they usually reach out to the company. And as you know, Ravencoin is a little bit different than typical altcoins. You know, there's no central authority. It's decentralized. Uh, there's no permission you ask because they're asking me like, Who's the Who's the Where should How can Who should we talk to to integrate Ravencoin? And we had to explain to them it's like Bitcoin. You don't have to get permission from anybody. You know, you just add it. So we and then we we just my team my co-founder helped him in, uh, integrate it. So Simplex now supports Ravencoin. Um, and then so now with Simplex you can buy Ravencoin and the other cryptocurrencies as well. So they do all that stuff for us. They they verify they vet it. Um, they take care of all that. To cool. care, to take care of all that. Um, Here's an idea. Part of it. Here's an so idea. We
0: just, Something for the for the yeah. uh, uh ravencoin NFT auction. Use the Stibbets wallet. Everyone that's going to be part of the auction has to have a Stibbets wallet. It's going to make the the flow of transactions so much easier, and especially if it's going to be K, uh, AML KYC, it's all taken care of right there. That's pretty cool.
1: Just a thought. Just yeah, a thought. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. The, the most of the NFTs that was purchased, uh, I sent it to them straight from the Stibitz wallet. Uh, they, I just looked up their name and matched it up to their um, avatar name because mm-hmm. uh, most of them use the same. But of course, before I sent it, I confirmed it. I said, hey, is this you on Stibitz? Is that your same name? And when they said yes, I said, okay, NFTs on the way because uh, they, they had already paid, of course. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so it made it made it super easy. The one that did not have stibits yet, uh, which was typically uh, you know we're tr- the Android users that are waiting for us to develop the Android version, which by the way, uh, listeners that are listening, uh, by the time you may be hearing this, we may already have that. So make sure to check Android frequently, the Google Play. We may have it by then. But yeah, we uh, I transferred the uh, trans trans NFT using stibits. I just chose his name press transfer he got the he got the nft i sent it to a few others like that so um yeah within the Stibbits, you can create nfts you can transfer nfts you can uh, burn nfts uh, you can do a lot of stuff with it so it's, it's built into it
0: so right now you just have a, a web wallet correct uh,
1: ios app ios, iOS. yeah it's, okay. it's native yeah it's native app yeah so uh yeah it, the, the app inside Stibbits is native it's not web-based um so you can basically what you do is once you open the app, you press Ravencoin and then you it'll say create asset or view asset so for users that are uh, for new users you uh, you can either create it or you can um, transfer it from your Ravencoin wallet or somewhere else into Stibbets okay, actually, actually on. here's here's
0: the here's thought I, I just thought okay. of something so Stibits is uh, Ravencoin asset friendly is is that my understanding? oh yeah. Okay, yeah, so that exactly, means I yeah. can transfer all my assets into stibits and use that.
1: Yeah, you can. Yeah, you oh, can do it right now. That's yeah, you awesome. can transfer it out, transfer that's it in. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, some people send me uh, a few assets. You um, know, uh, I check them out, see what's going on. It's pretty cool. You can and you can send it right back to them. As a matter of fact, um, I am
0: going to send you some some uh, the podcast token. I have some C three tokens that I give to my guests for being on the podcast for speaking. And yes, okay. I, I will be in touch with you in regards to that. Just make sure you leave me your, awesome. your Ravencoin
1: address. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll definitely uh, uh, email that to you uh, after we get off the call here. Yeah. Mike, um, yeah.
0: Mike, do you have any last questions before we wrap this up? Nothing popping to mind. Awesome. Uh, I'm excited to see the future of that app, especially <laughs> when it's on Android. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I have to wait until Android comes out. You know? So I hope that comes out, like, now.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're working on it, uh, hopefully sooner than later. So by the time you're uh, – when does this podcast go out? Is it, uh, is it the same day or is it like a week later?
0: Um, I'll, it's probably going to be today or tomorrow. We'll see. Okay, when. awesome. Yeah. It to it. <laughs> so, Khalil, yeah, wanna, yeah, you know, let me go ahead and wrap this yeah. up. I'm going to thank you. I want to thank your your partner, Ben, your, co- uh, your co-founder, Ben, and the rest of the team for creating the Stibitz platform. Uh, yeah thank you so I much hope for to having have me you back me. on the on the podcast very soon and i am definitely going to see you on friday at the brave land Ra- uh, Raven Coin nft auction that's a that's a long yeah. that's a long that's a long that's pretty long so i'll see yeah. you I'll see you there uh with that said cryptonauts hey jake how's it going with that said stack sats and huddle
1: adios all right. all right take care thank you so much